What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-hosts, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez. On today's episode, to go over everything that uh, went down with the Broncos the last few days in terms of uh, news around the roster, the practice squad, and even trades. A lot to go over on today's episode. Um, It's a great time to be a fan of the Broncos and the NFL because we are just 10 days away from regular season football for the Broncos, just one week away from the season uh, NFL season opener, Super Super excited, uh, super exciting time for a lot of NFL fans. But J Mac Jordan, how are you guys doing before we uh, jump into this big episode? I'm doing doing good, man. I'm just glad all the cuts have been made, everything's over with. It seems like we finally got some type of um com- like I don't say common ground, but just like a finalized setting. Like finally yeah. everything's done, like we're good to go. Yeah, that's so, it. The, the season's right here, so I'm in a good mood. Yeah, a lot of clarity that was brought to uh, Broncos fans the last few days. Um, Sean Payne said over the next 10 days, he said this a few days ago, that over the next 10 days that they still are going to look at making changes on the roster. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He referred to them to the media as hotspots on the rosters where he's kind of looking at them as areas that they feel like they're stronger and areas that they feel like they're weaker and they're still going to look at making some changes. So with Sean Payton and George Payne, you always feel like they're going to be looking at different options to you know man- uh, maneuver and arrange their rosters. But let's go ahead and just get straight into it. Without further ado, the Broncos 53-man roster um, is here. Um, and so let's just go straight into the quarterbacks. Obviously, Russell Wilson, Jarrett Sidham um, headlining. Uh, the QB1 and QB2 spot, um, that was very predictable. Um, running backs, also a pretty predictable unit. Um, Javante starting, Samaje P. Ryan's the backup. Jalil McLaughlin made it as a third-string running back. What an incredible story for Jalil McLaughlin, McLaughlin making it as uh, as a rookie undrafted free agent out of Youngstown State. Crazy. Um, he, crazy. He went from uh, living in his car, being homeless, to literally being on an NFL roster in his first year in the NFL. It's quite remarkable, the story he's had. Um, it, it's just it's just insane, uh, the story uh, that he's had in just his first year in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, well, to, to start with the quarterbacks, I was kind of surprised Danushi didn't make it as a third, but it seems like they're going to most likely have him come up like as a, I think, yeah, like probably like as a game day, like, you know, they may bump him up for some game days if Stidham is like questionable or something like that. Something happens in practice. Um, but man, Jaleel McLaughlin, what a story. Like you said, I mean, walked on, like you said, from homeless, the headline said from homeless to on the NFL roster. Like it's actually crazy when you think about it. I mean, he just gave him opportunity and he went out there and earned it. I mean, Sean Payton said it best. Went out there, he made exciting big play after big play, energetic, made Every single play he got, he gave it his fullest. Wherever they put him, kick returner, um, it didn't matter. Kick returner, running back, he showed up and showed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, prop, hats off to him. And, uh, I mean, Tony Jones, people forget, man, Tony Jones Jr. and Tyler Beatty. I mean, Tony Jones got experience with Sean Payton in New Orleans. Been on his number, many of his teams. Tyler Beatty played, I think, the last stretch of, like, the last, what, four or five games for the Broncos last year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, these guys have NFL experience. Would you, would you want to say? I was going to say he only played the last game. Oh, last game. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't yeah. remember. But, I mean, these guys have NFL experience, and he has none, and he came in and just beat them 
as an undrafted rookie, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. As an undrafted rookie, he earned a spot on the roster, especially beating out Tyler Beatty, who a lot of people thought was going to be the running back three. So, yeah, he earned his way on the spot. McLaughlin, like I said, just a very impressive story. He was in the in the Broncos uh, training facility every day at camp for at 5 a.m. when literally his practice doesn't start till like uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So literally four hours before practice starts at five. I mean, the dude just has insane work ethic. Um, he, there's nobody built like him simply on, you know, on this team besides like maybe Russell Wilson in terms of work ethic. And it's pretty impressive, you know, judging off the school that he came from, then obviously signing with the Broncos, having a long shot to make the roster. I mean, we, this guy literally started off as like the sixth string running back for the Broncos. And when we did our 53 man roster projections at the beginning of the off season, mid off season, um, none of us had him making the roster. Uh, we thought Tony Jones Jr. And Tyler Beatty had a much bigger, uh, better chance, but man, Man, did he uh, prove everybody wrong this offseason, and congratulations to him. Um, so next, uh, fullback Michael Burton slash tight end, they have him. Uh, so he makes the roster, obviously, the Broncos using a fullback this year. Um, tight end, uh, tight ends. So the Broncos actually roll with the four tight ends, and Greg Dulcich, Chris Mannertz, and Nate Atkins. So the Broncos go ahead and deal away Albert Okawebenam to the Philadelphia Eagles and a 2025 seventh round pick to Philly for also a 2025 six. So they do a pick swap there uh, and not next year's draft, but the year after that. Um, so what do you guys think? What'd you guys think about this trade? Cause I know a lot of us thought that he was going to make the roster after that big Rams uh, preseason performance, but it turns out um, after the news was announced that he got waived, the Broncos got a last minute pick swap uh, for him. So the Broncos go with uh, the rookie undrafted free agent, uh, Nate Atkins out of South Carolina. Yeah, it was still a little bit shocking. Um, I thought he was going to make the team. I thought especially with the receiving help that we needed, I felt like that was that he could have filled that just a little bit. Um, but apparently Sean Payton, I mean, I think you said it, like that it kind of felt like an audition. Like they were trying to – they played him as much as they did to try to see if they like what trade interest they can get around the league. And, I mean, I give it to him. I mean, when they first were them, I'm like, well, we just cut him. Like we didn't get anything for him. Like, and then turns out the Eagles trade – um, I wish we did keep them because right now we're very thin, like for receivers and we're very thin for, for pass catchers. But I mean, all in all, it wasn't, I mean, at, at least you got something back for them. I would have loved it to not be the Eagles though. I would have loved this not be the Eagles, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I was, uh, I wasn't surprised that Albert got traded, but I wanted him on the roster as well. It is surprising that they do believe in Nate Atkins, which is good because they were a, uh, we were strapped with draft capital. So Another unrookie, uh, undrafted uh, guy didn't, uh, made the team, which is good. Uh, but, yeah, Albert O going, not surprising, but he's going to ball out with the Eagles. Yeah, good for him. I mean, he obviously he struggled a little bit in run block in that last game, as Mark Schlereth pointed out on Twitter. Um, but he, he did improve his improve his pass blocking, and he showed off his uh, rec- you know receiving uh, in in that uh, second half, especially in the first half as well um, against the Rams. So the Eagles would make that pick swap and add some tight end depth. Meanwhile, the Broncos have a really, really, really good blocking fourth string tight end who also has uh, versatility as a fullback. Um, he played a little bit of fullback in the preseason, Nate Atkins. So um, I really like Nate Atkins from the time that we signed him, and he actually makes it on the roster. So that's literally three positions that we already have gone over, and already two rookie undrafted free agents have, have made the exactly. team. 
um, it, it's quite re- remarkable. And there's even more coming up that we're going on uh, over on this roster. But um, all I got to say is the whole scouting department, front office, you guys all deserve raises for you know the scouting and everything that they've done with this rookie class because there's definitely a lot of guys that are going to be starting for a while here in Denver, if not elsewhere. Um, wide receiver, Jerry Judy. Um, the Biggest surprise here is only carrying four wide receivers. Quite crazy. Um, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun, Marvin Mims, and Brandon Johnson. So the big news here is Jerry Judy does avoid the short-term IR, so he'll be questionable week one. Um, he's actually, as of today on Thursday uh, Thursday morning, he was working on the side field. So that hamstring might not be as serious as a lot of people think it may be. Um, he's going to be questionable week one, and I would heavily expect him to actually be active in week two. Um, I'm not even thinking about week three as a, as a return for him. So... Yeah, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sun, Marvin Mims, Brandon Johnson, all those guys, we guaranteed uh, to make the roster. But the Broncos go with uh, only four wide receivers. What do you guys think about this one? This one's subject to change because I know, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, Sean Payne said he is looking at hot spots on this roster and looking to make changes and maybe um, add some more receivers. Um, and we're going to get into some of the receivers that they did sign. But what do you guys think about them uh, only carrying four wide receivers? It seems like it's a, a huge indicator that they're going to be pounding the rock very often this season. Well, I think it's kind of very – I think it's very surprising, but I think um, they have a plan. I think – I mean, carrying four wide receivers with one of them injured is kind of unheard of. You don't really hear stuff like that. Um, I think if Jared Judy does miss week one, I think he'll be bumped up. But I, I feel like we're going to have guys be bumped up soon enough. I feel like they're, they're going to end up adding more receivers closer to week one because, I mean, you have to – you can't go out there with one – you know, guy that's come back from an injury and then just three receivers because if one guy – because if another guy goes down – you're in some serious, serious trouble. Um, but I mean, it does show how committed we are to the run game. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I'll be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned, just a little bit. Yeah, I like the four guys they have listed, but we all, I think we all know that they're in the market for the receivers, either signing them or either going to trade for one. But yeah, with these four guys, I'm happy with. And then with some of the guys we have on the practice squad that they're going to be elevated on game day to, to play. So, yeah, I, I'm. I was surprised as well that it was four originally, but as they continue to add and look at others, uh, it should be shaping out pretty good. Yeah, and after our 53-man roster, we're going to go over our practice squad signings. Uh, there's a, quite a bit of receivers on that practice squad. But um, moving away from wide receivers, um, we have offensive line. So the Broncos actually carry uh, nine offensive linemen, um, starting off with uh, Ben Powers, Quinn Miners, Lloyd Cushenberry, Mike McGlinchey, Garrett Bowles, Cam Fleming, Quinn Bailey, Luke Wattenberg, Alex Forsyth. So what do we think? Uh, two, two of those last three are very uh, shocking to me. But at the end of the day, Quinn Bailey uh, did have a really good offseason. So um, while not a lot of people did predict that, I know Jordan did predict that uh, Quinn Bailey would make the roster. That's why you guys got to pay attention to these episodes. We give little um, – we're, we're always getting uh, – at least one of us is hitting, you know, hitting the bullseye. But um, what do you guys think about uh, the, the offensive lineman that they decided to carry on the roster? I saw that uh, Kyle Fuller actually did not make the team or the practice squad. So they make it pretty obvious that they uh, were more confident in um, Quinn Bailey and uh, Luke Wattenberg. Yeah, for me, it was kind of surprising that Luke Wattenberg and Quinn Bailey made the team. I mean, I'm not too concerned about Quinn Bailey, but I thought Kyle Fuller was kind of a lock. I didn't see a scenario where Luke Wattenberg was going to be on that the actual 53, um, but it is what it is. Overall, I do like it. Um, and Alex, 
Alex Pacheski, that's how you say his name. I hope I said it right. Um, yeah, he's on short term IR, but when he comes back, I think it's somebody's gonna end up getting waived or cut, yeah. you know, to fill him to fill his role. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it's gonna be, but if I had to say one, maybe Quinn Bailey or um Luke Wadenberg. But I mean, as of now, I'm I'm fine with the offensive line. I mean, we all know who the starters are, and I mean it's pretty it's some pretty good depth. I mean, just outside of Wadenberg, I, I I think I think the depth looks really good. I do like Quinn Bailey making the team. I thought he had a good offseason, a good training camp, and a good preseason. He's versatile. He could play uh, damn nearly every position but center. Or he can maybe even slide into that role. But with Alex Forsyth and Christian Bear, I wouldn't be uh, too fond of that. But uh, Luke Wallenberg being on it was a little bit surprising. I didn't see that coming. When Alex Palczewski does come back, I expect Luke, Luke Waterberg to be that corresponding move. But, yeah, I'm, I, I like this group, this offensive line group. Yeah, I thought uh, Luke Weinberg did not have a good training camp, and I don't think he had a um, a good rookie season at all for the Broncos. And um, I'm just not the biggest fan of him. Obviously, a uh, Nathaniel Hackett pick, a George Payton pick, and so I was. It's kind of like interesting. We talk a lot about this on the show. When you have a Nathaniel Hackett slash George Payton pick, make Sean Payton's roster. Maybe he does see something in him. Like Jordan said, this could be one of those, uh, you know, cor- corresponding moves whenever Alex Palczewski does return to the team. But it's all like really surprising to me. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about um, offensive tackle Demontre Jacobs, who's suffering a high ankle sprain right now and is expected to go on short term IR on the practice squad. Um, the Broncos, like besides Cam Fleming, have literally no depth right now. So I'm kind of curious, do they ha- do they see Quinn Bailey as more of a, a tackle right now than uh, interior offensive lineman? Because I don't think he's the greatest tackle, but uh, what do you what do you think about that? I don't know. I'm, I'll be concerned if that was like the focus of moving him to tackle when he's like originally listed as a guard. I'm not saying that he can't play tackle, but it's just, I mean, in the league, man, it's tough when you put in a guy like that and you just throw him at tackle and like middle of the game. I'm not too comfortable with that. I mean, maybe maybe Sean will add somebody, but yeah, that's that's something to be concerned about just a little bit. I mean, I do think Bailey can play a little bit of tackle, um, and they're probably comfortable with that. So that's up to the, their judgment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is pretty weird that their tackle depth right now is not big. But Alex Palczewski is a big reason why. So if he gets healthy, we should be looking a lot better there. Yeah, and then obviously for those of you guys that don't know, Alex Palczewski did like dislocate a, a finger and he has like a hand injury, they're calling it. So he did go on short-term IR this morning. So um, that, it, like I said, there's just one backup tackle right now. It just doesn't make all two sense, especially when you're carrying nine offensive linemen. You're just completely – you have six of them uh, as interior offensive linemen. So it's an interesting decision there. Um, maybe they make a signing from now until the, uh, the season opener, but just kind of an interesting decision there. Maybe they promote something uh, – uh, sign someone to the practice squad and promote them. But as of now, Demontre Jacobs looking like he's going to IR anyway. So um, it's an interesting uh, situation. Maybe Sean Payne will bring someone in. Um, so next defensive line, moving over to the defense, we have Zach Allen, Mike Purcell, who actually uh, came off of the NFI list uh, last week, and he is now on the 53-man roster and ready to go for the season. So that is great to see. I know uh, some Broncos fans, weirdly enough, were not happy about that move. I'm not too sure why. I think he's a really good run stuffer. That's kind of what he specializes in, and some Broncos fans weren't too uh, happy about that move. But I like Mike Purcell a lot. Um, I even, you know, said I said even said to Jordan like off camera that I feel like he deserves if he plays well this season, he deserves a, a one last long term extension with the Broncos before he retires. I think he um, is very underrated. Um, but then Matt Henningsen makes the team. DJ Jones 
obviously the starter, Jonathan Harris starting defensive end and defensive lineman Elijah Garcia after that incredible, incredible preseason and some very big flashes during camp. Um, he kind of comes uh, from, uh, I guess I would say, a three-to-one lead and uh, takes the um, the last spot on the defensive line chart because now I don't think, think anybody was talking about this guy at the beginning of the offseason. In fact, I heard more people talking about Jordan Jackson than Elijah Garcia. Yeah, um, the whole defensive line I'm very comfortable with. I'm surprised to hear that people are mad about Mike Purcell making – you said they're mad about him making a roster? Yeah, they're mad about them bringing him back in general. Oh no, that's that's crazy. You know, uh, Mike Purcell is a really good player. Um, I'm, I was I was shocked when he was one of the guys that they cut, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then everybody's like, "No, it's procedure moves to be back." And I got, I was fine. I mean, I love Mike Purcell. I agree. I feel like if he has another like good year, I think I think him and DJ Jones are they're they're a good little duo up front to stop the run. I mean, that's they're our main run stoppers up front. I think of course you got the linebackers too, but those guys they dig in the trenches. So. If, and if he does have another good year, I wouldn't mind bringing him back. I mean, I don't think it'd be the worst thing. Think, I mean, he doesn't cost that much, and he gives you good, efficient play instead of you going out there and trying to either draft the guy and you know, with the first or second round pick, or even pay a guy big money in free agency. I think Mike Purcell is a good is a good player for that spot. Yeah, and, I like uh, the group. Yeah, I like the group. The my latest article for PO, uh, I had Elijah Garcia as one of the hidden gems on the roster, so I'm glad he made it. I think he's gonna have a some type of a role on the on the defense. Uh, yeah, he balled out during preseason, so I think he he's earned that. So we'll see how that plays out. Elijah Garcia may be getting some playing time over some of the guys on that line too. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, I, I like that defensive line group right there. Uh, speaking of the defensive line, uh, Randy Gregory and Jonathan Cooper are the uh, top outside linebackers. Um, then Frank Clark and Nick Benito backing them up with Thomas Incoon being the third Broncos rookie undrafted free agent to make the team. Um, we said it here on the show, if Aaron Patrick wasn't going to make it, it was going to be Thomas Incoon. Uh, we were very confident the Broncos were going to carry at least five edge rushers. And um, Aaron Patrick did not actually get signed to the practice squad either. I was very shocked by that. I felt like he had a very, very, very good last preseason game. And um, he showed some flashes during camp, but ultimately Thomas Incombe did have a better offseason than him. Yeah, I wasn't too surprised about it. Um, like I said, I, I think that it's a new team and Aaron Patrick's been here for a while. And I think it, it just it's a new coaching staff, new eyes, new vision. And I think Thomas Incombe just beat him out. And I don't think it's, that's really all that played into it. As far as the edge group goes, um, congrats to Jonathan Cooper again on being the starter, my guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to see more out of. I want to see a little bit more out of Nick Benito. I want to see like because I have a feeling it's going to be like more rotational. But I'm I'm just really excited to see him because he his key did really good in camp. He did really good in preseason, and this is a season where me and Amir talked about it early in the offseason. Like this has to be a season where he takes a big jump. Remember, everybody, this guy was a second round pick. Like exactly. Yeah, if there was like a most improved player for a training camp award, it would be Nick Benito. Okay, he stood out like in every practice. Stood on the preseason as well. So we do really need him to step up. Thomas Inkun making the team is also big. We all we all thought Aaron Patrick was going to be on it just because of special teams, but I'm glad uh, they went with Inkun. Yeah, obviously three undrafted free agents this, this year, um, and then we're going to go over uh, the fourth um, in a minute. But inside linebackers, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, Drew Sanders, and Justin Cernod, very predictable group. Unfortunately, Jonas Griffith out with the season. Um 
I hope he uh, has a speedy recovery, and we'll see how that looks in the future. Um, I think he's going to be an uh, exclusive rights-free agent again for the Broncos, so um, that'll be an interesting decision what they make. And if Justin Cernod balls out the season, then I think that'll um, kind of you know be the end for Griffith and Denver. But um, corner. Damari Mathis, Passer Tan, um, Jaquan McMillan, Isang Bassey, Riley Moss, Tremont Smith, and Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau actually makes the team um, after um, cornerback K- Kwan Williams went on short-term IR this morning. But um, I know obviously the biggest one that uh, a lot of people want to hear us talk about is Tremont Smith making the team with that $2.5 million guaranteed. Um, it turns out uh, Mike Kliss was uh, right after all. But um, this is one that uh, me and Jamie and even Jordan, we've been very uh, um, passionate about you know talking about on the pod like we feel like him not playing well and then just letting him make the team because of the supposed like, special teams ability um and the supposed kickoff return ability um and all that all that that's being talked about having to make the roster over guys like delante hood um it, it's very it's very questionable um but what, what were your guys's reactions to that Overall, the DB group, I was satisfied with it. I mean, bringing Fabian Moreau back, I think um, losing Kwan is huge. And you brought up a good point on Twitter, uh, well, X now, but uh, when you said that uh, um, it's a big gap between Kawan Williams and the same Bassey, and I don't think a lot of people realize it. I mean, I just want to say to everybody, man, interceptions is, is a very misleading stat. Like, yeah, Sang Bassey had a really good preseason. I'm not taking that away from him, but, like, Coverage-wise, it's miles different. Kawan Williams is yeah. one, of the, one of the more underrated slot corners in the league, and it's going to be a big loss. But overall, for the group, I'm satisfied with it. I think for the first few weeks, we'll be fine. I Maybe fourth corner, I feel like he's shown the best, like out of all of them, kind of, like outside of, you know, Sertan and Matt. I think he's shown, like he has, to me, he's like one of the better corners on the on the active roster. Um, but about Tremont Smith, the dead cap, if we do cut him, it's $2.5 million in dead cap that we have. I mean, I feel like it's worth the risk, man, because, I mean, he's just eating up a roster spot to do essentially nothing. Marvin Mims has been named the kick returner, and unless he gets hurt, I don't even think they're going to put Tremont Smith back there because on kick returner, Jaleel McLaughlin is listed as the second string. So it's not even like he's backup kick returner or punt returner. So I don't know what the vision is for him. Maybe you may see if um, – if our kick return is struggling with Marvin Mims, you may see a switch. But, I mean, you could you could go get guys around the league and pay them less money to kind of do that. It's just a very questionable thing. It's one of the strange, more stranger things I've seen. I mean, because corner-wise, I don't think he should even see any snaps on the field. I don't care who gets hurt. I don't think he should see any snaps at DB. That's just in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this is one of the more stranger things I've seen, like as a Bronco, just as a Bronco fan my whole life. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. So, yeah, I have no idea what's his role going to be on the team. And I'm just being completely honest. I, I don't know what his role is going to be. I'd rather much have Delonte Hood than Tremont Smith, just a better player. He's faster. And I, I think he can do a lot more things than Tremont Smith. But yeah, I, I didn't see nothing from him in preseason with all the reports that were coming out of training camp. No one was talking about Tremont Smith. So, this was a bit of a head scratcher out of all the roster uh, positions that we just went over, but uh, just seems very, very interesting on why they made it. And I think it's because of the money and they didn't want to eat all that dead cap, but I guess it is what it is. I remember I caught a little bit of flack for writing an article after I left camp about the Broncos players that um, were very quiet in uh, training camp. And I, my third player was Tremont Smith and a few people uh, were a little, uh, angry about that and then here comes preseason and he isn't so quiet but it's for bad reasons and um 
preseason <laughs> camp. It just you're just not the best player on the field, obviously by any reach. Um, just not good in coverage at all, especially man coverage does not look great. And all these are porters. He's insiders, whatever they want to call them. Like they're saying, yeah, Tremont Smith's a lock to make the roster because he's he's good at special teams and he he can uh, return kicks, but like. Dude has not gotten a single kick return rep at all in the offseason. No OTAs, not none in camp, and none of that. It just makes no sense to me. And Fabian Rowe is literally a better, better special teamer than him. Like, where is this? I, I don't – he should easily be – they're carrying seven corners. They should easily have him as the last corner on the depth chart. And it's just – it's insane. The fact that they're paying him $2.5 million guaranteed to do what? Literally to be a liability on the field. Like, and you play – he plays – his natural position is corner. And people are talking about, oh, he's making the teams getting paid all this because he is good at special teams. Like, dude, at some point you have to be good at your position, and he, he's not. So he should be the seventh stringer. And all these reporters telling you, oh, Tremont Smith will be fine. Oh, the Broncos have it. No, stop, stop it. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I was gonna say unless you're a Devin Hester or somebody that type of caliber, and yeah. you're not bringing that to a special teams, and I don't see your point of being on the roster. I mean, I'm just, I mean. Everything you said was right. It's just it's very confusing. Like, he's a liability at corner. Like you said, he needs to be the last corner on the depth chart. It's just very – it's, it's head-scratching. And Jordan brought up a good point about Delonte Hood. Like, I'd rather have him on the team most definitely. I mean, he's just a better cover corner. Like, he's – I'm more comfortable with him than Tremont. I'm more comfortable with pretty much anybody than Tremont Smith, to be to be honest. But, I mean, it's interesting that they that they kept him on the team. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Like – yeah. I don't know what exactly the use is going to – I I can't even think of a way to use him. I can't. And all the people that are saying special teams, special teams, special teams, well, he's not listed on any special teams role, like starting. I mean, he, he's not going to – I don't think he's going to be Gunner. So I, I don't know – what does he use? He's just another body out there? You're paying $2.5 million for another body? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. They're saying he will play Gunner. But in my opinion, this notion that he's great at special teams is just a false narrative but created by the media. I think he's had good years at special teams, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's not better than a Fabian Moreau. And honestly, Delonta Hill could probably contribute the same that he does on special teams. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, this move, uh, I said it the other day, I feel like this move is, like, one of the worst we've made since Jawan James in ter- terms of, like, players with this expectation. And then they just, like, perform way below and just, like, Whenever they're on the field, they're a liability if they're on the field. Um, it, yeah. yeah, this move, it just, like, has me still scratching my head, under, trying to figure out, like, why they gave him the contract that they did. But he makes the team simply based off of uh, his contract. And it, it's it's kind of crazy that the NFL comes down to that when you have players like Delonte Hood who completely balled out in their last preseason game. Yeah, I just – and he didn't even make the practice squad either. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's that was crazy to me too. And it, it's just – I don't, I don't really know, man. It's just, I'm so, I'm just shocked by it. like the NFL. I mean, I'm sorry, but ownership, somebody got to eat up that dead cat, man. Like somebody should have done it because you're just giving a roster spot for nothing. Like everybody who has a roster spot should be able to contribute in some way, yeah. some way. Like, and you can't. I'm not comfortable calling his number on anything, like at this point, because I feel like his confidence is shot too. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, safeties. So the Broncos actually carry 13 DBs in total. It's kind of insane. Um, safeties, they have Justin Simmons, Caden Stearns, Kareem Jackson, DeLarn Turner Yale, and JL Skinner. So after all, we were right about JL Skinner making the team, but DeLarn Turner Yale makes it as well. So I guess we had this uh, conversation for no reason. But at the same time, after uh, PJ Locke does come off the IR with that lower leg injury, I do think that uh, DeLarn Turner Yale will go to the practice squad, is kind of my guess. Um, but I don't know. Maybe if like JL Skinner struggles a little bit in the first four weeks of the season, if he's playing a few snaps, then they'll send him to the practice squad. I don't know. I don't think that's the way they will go. But um, what do you guys think about the Broncos uh, carrying six safeties and then 13 DBs in total? It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Well, to start off with the safeties, I'm um, since PJ Log, I heard I'm, I'm not surprised that they both made the team. But I agree with you 100. percent I think once he comes back, I think regardless, it's going to be. I mean, I, I think it's going to be DTY, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if like. Skinner does struggle. They may consider moving him down um, instead of DTY. But, I mean, I'm fine with having the DBs on the roster. I, I mean, to me personally, I am. Like, I'm a DB guy. I think you need to have as many DBs on the field as you can, especially in today's NFL where there's a lot of bunch sets and most teams, it's, it's a heavy pass league now. I feel like more DBs and linebackers is kind of the way to go. Um, so I'm not, I'm not really too – I'm not too mad about it, but 13 is just a it's a large number for like one area. But secondary is a, is a very important part of the team, man. It's very um, I, would, I would just like to correct myself. My bad. Uh, it's actually 12. So the Broncos have five safeties and uh, seven cornerbacks. So uh, my apologies for that. But that's still that's still a lot. I don't think we've yeah. had 12 DBs in a while. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, especially like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's an injury bug going around right now. So I feel like secondary is a big part of the team. It's a big backbone of the team. It is. Yeah. We, we rely on them a lot. And I feel like you got you got to carry, you got to carry as many as you can. I'm glad they did not waive JL Skinner because I think he was going to be one of the few ones that got snatched up real quick. So that kind of tells you that they believe in his potential, especially just coming out of college right now. So I'm glad he made it. I do think DTY will be the corresponding move once PJ Law comes back. Um, I don't think JL Skinner is going to struggle that much. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't think he is. And I don't think they'll risk it even then, putting him on the practice squad. So we'll see with that. But, yeah, again, with the safety, with the safeties, I, I like that group too. Yeah, very strong group. You can make the argument that's probably the strongest uh, safety group in the NFL. Um, then kicker, the Broncos make a big move and trade a 20-24 seventh to the New Orleans Saints for kicker Will Lutz, the former Pro Bowler. Um, he's at 29 years old. He's still not uh, over 30. I mean, we can have a potential franchise uh, kicker next for the Broncos for here for a long time. So after the Elliott Fry and Brett Meyer kicking battle, uh, Sean Payne does end up going with his guy. And uh, me and J-Max said it on our episode, you know, talking about potentially Will Lutz getting traded to the Broncos. It happens after all. And, uh, you know, you know, we said it was a potential. We thought it was very realistic and it could happen and come to fruition. And uh, Sean Payton does exactly that. And, uh, acquires his former guy from New Orleans and he had his first press conference with the Broncos yesterday after practice and uh, kind of talked about how when he was with uh, Sean Payton in New Orleans he was actually kind of afraid to let him down and it feel, he feels like that's what kind of pushed him to be a great kicker uh, in his time with the Saints so um, what were you guys' uh, reactions to the trade for uh, Will Lutz? I loved it um, I said on the last episode that um, I would love that if we got him period. I mean, it was no disrespect to Maher. I think Maher had a great comeback after the first preseason game, and I feel like he did what he could to make the team. But, I mean, Will Lutz is kind of a hard opportunity to pass up on, especially then we traded a seventh for him. 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is, to me, still one of the best carries in the league. I mean, regardless of the season he had last year, I think he was hurt. I can't remember exactly. It was like some weird injury he had. Was that last year? It was 2021. So, yeah, 2022 he played. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yes, but, I mean, everybody says that injury hasn't been the same. I'm not looking too deep into it. I mean, he's still 29. Um, and like you said, for some reason, he plays harder for Sean Payton. Um, he doesn't want to let him down. So, I mean, I don't hate that at all. But, I mean, you look at his numbers from, like, early on in his career. I mean, they're pretty 90, – 98%, 94, 98, 98, 98. I mean, that's, that's, that's from extra point. From field goal, 82, 86, 93, 88. And it's been a little down probably the last two seasons. Well, the last two seasons he played, he had his worst year last year. But I'm not – I'm not tripping on it too much. I still think it's better than McManus. And I think – I mean, he's a clutch kicker, though. He does carry the clutch gene. So, look, man, I'm happy. And I think I think for a seventh-round pick for a franchise kicker, that's not bad at all. I, I like the Will Lutz trade a lot. I saw a lot of people complaining about, oh, we gave up a seventh-rounder and all that. We even seventh drafted round. Jonathan Cooper in the seventh round. So, it's like, <laughs> oh, we can be missing out on a potential guy like that. I think it's easy to get seventh-round picks uh, and trade for them. So, I, I – we can get one back if anything. And another thing to note: if we keep on, if our scouts keep on doing what they're supposed to do and get undrafted rookies like Julian McLaughlin and Elijah Garcia and all these guys, those seventh round picks won't matter as much. Because if we're hitting on those guys, I mean, we had four of those guys made the roster. So a trade like this wouldn't really knock off the uh, the trade capital in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, I like the I like the Woolworths trade a lot. We finally have a kicker. We know that he doesn't have the case of the yips, just like Brett Maher did last year uh, towards the playoff game. So I like it a lot. Yeah, and to your point about Jonathan Cooper, I mean, it's it's hard to find a Jonathan Cooper, and I think if anybody can, it's the Broncos. So um, that's something to be a little bit more, you know, reassuring about that. And Cooper is kind of like a needle in the haystack, and the Broncos yeah. happen to get him. So that's just how like I always say, like when we're it's around the draft, like sixth and seventh round picks are like throwing darts. You sometimes you hit the bullseye, sometimes you're way off, and so that's just kind of how it is with those late round picks. So I'm not mad about the what the Broncos gave up. Um, I was a little like kind of uh, confused by the move, and I wasn't like too too big of a fan of it. But my biggest thing is like if Will Lutz can go back to what he was, you know, pre 2021, like 2020, I'm I'll be so stoked about this. Like trading a seventh rounder will look like the steal of the century at the kicker position. Like if he can go back to what he was around that Pro Bowl time when he was definitely in his prime, which I think he still can be in his prime, and he go back to what he was pre injury, I think he uh, he's going to be a very very good kicker for us and. Um, I feel like reuniting with Sean Payne it sounds kind of dumb, but I feel like that kind of like what he needs, like kind of not a reset, but like kind of a reunion that'll help him get back to uh, his his old ways. And um, I don't know, maybe it does play factor. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? It's just his head coach. But um, I feel like pairing him with uh, Ben Kawaka here in uh, Denver and then obviously having the altitude of the mile high, he's going to kick really, really well at home. So we know that for sure. So it's easier to kick. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, and it paid dividends a lot for McManus here in Denver as well. Uh, you know, at home game. So I, I'm excited about Will Lutz. He, he's a young guy. Um, and if, like I said, the biggest question with him is, can he go back to what he was pre-injury? I think he can. Um, it's just a matter of like, uh, you know, um, getting acclimated to Denver and you know, uh, kick, have, having his best option, you know, in games and not always, you know, putting him in 
bad situations. Kind of like, you know, I know McManus deserved to get released, but we did kind of put him in bad situations at times in Denver. So um, I know Sean Payne will, uh, you know, get it right with uh, his his former guy and Will Lutz. Um, and then he did miss eight field goals last year, tied with uh, McManus, and he kicked a lot less than McManus. So that is a little bit of a worry, but a lot of people think it is based off his injury. Um, but I'm, I'm confident he can get back to uh, where he was in, in his in his prime in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly. I mean, it, it's a little bit of it's not really that much of a concern, a tiny bit. But I think I think he'll be fine. I feel like like it's it's easier to kick in Denver. I feel like he'll it'll like like he said, it reminds me that he's playing for a great great coach. So I I think that's gonna play a part in it. But I think overall, I think he'll be fine. I'm I'm just more comfortable. For me, I'm just more comfortable with him with like having Will Lutz going into the season. I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. Just well, let's be on the team. I'm just more comfortable with it. Also, it does seem like some people in the organization of the New Orleans Saints just a little bit upset that they got, they let go of yeah. Will Lutz. So yeah. that can tell you something as well. Uh, it's been reported that he had a, actually a great training camp as well, and that yeah. he looks a lot healthier than last year. So I'm glad we got Will Lutz. Yeah, absolutely. Um, punter Riley Dixon, um, and then long snapper Mitchell Fraboni makes the team. So, um, the Broncos. Oh, what, what what's that face you're making, Jordan? Huh? No, no, I'm, I'm saying you gotta say it correctly. Yeah, I did. I did say it correctly. Okay. Um, yeah, 16 man practice squad. Let's go ahead and jump straight into it. Um, real quickly, uh, wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey did not make the team after all. The Broncos just rocking with the four wide receivers clearly uh, indicates that they're looking to be a heavy run force team this year. Um, new identity, new coach, everything. So uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey makes the practice squad. I would assume he's going to be the first one up off the practice squad if the Broncos need to elevate a wide receiver. That's uh, kind of my take on it, given his experience with the team this offseason and his uh, former past experience with uh, Sean Payne in New Orleans of pay dividends. Um, wide receiver Philip Dorsett, the Broncos signed him from the Raiders off way, uh, after he was released. Um, he had four receptions for 76 yards against Against the Rams in preseason week two with the Raiders this preseason. Um, he started just four games with Houston in 2022. He had 20 catches for 257 yards and a touchdown. Um, then the Broncos also signed wide receiver David Sills from the Giants, who they released. Um, he led the Giants in two out of the three preseason games this year. He had six catches for 81 yards against the Jets and two catches for 36 yards against the Lions. Um, he also started five games last season. He brings under, underrated value on special teams, in my opinion. Um, guys, I really, really like this sign. This is actually one of my more favorite signs on the practice squad. A lot of people gave me uh, – um, a lot of people get, basically gave me shit for my post uh, that I had yesterday when we signed David Sills. Um, people uh, were kind of mad by me calling that signing underrated. What do you guys think about it? Because I, I know a lot of people, including uh, Ryan Edwards, who um, I think uh, is very a very, very smart guy uh, on for uh, KOA Colorado. He knows what he's talking about. And he called this team, this signing uh, one of the most, you know, one of the most underrated signings we made this offseason. So um, what, what do you guys think about uh, these additions of Philip Dorsett and uh, David Sills to the practice squad? Well, to begin, I think you hit um, Lil Jordan Humphrey right on the money about like him being one of the first guys call up. I think I think we'll see a lot of that during the season. Um, Philip Dorsett, I mean, I was kind of it's yeah. okay, like you know, it, it's okay. It's nothing like. See, Jordan has a different opinion, but I mean, it's not like you know anything that's like, oh my, let's go. Like, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> like, you know, we just have to see. I mean, I know he's he's a speedster, so. 
people are kind of like, you know, really hyped about that. But I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I don't really see too much of that being. I don't know. I'm just not too high off the little set. Now, David Sills, I, I went in and saw his highlights from the preseason. This guy, I think I can't remember who it was, but this guy reminds me. I don't want to say reminds me of him, but like I see a little bit of resemblance, kind of like a little Tim Patrick. I mean, he's 6'3, 210. He can, I mean, he's, he's got underrated speed. And I think, did he go undrafted? Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just me. Like, I just, I see I see the resemblance there. I feel like he's going to do a lot of good stuff on the practice squad, too, where Sean Payton is going to have to be. Yeah, we, we got to promote this guy to the roster for some, before someone just takes him from us. So, I mean, I, I could very well see that happening. Like, I could very well see him also getting promoted for game day because the Broncos are going to need weapons. I do like me, my wide receivers, and I do like the three that we have on the practice squad. I'm glad Sean Payton brought back the little Jordan Humphrey over Marcus Galloway. I like the Philip Dorsett signing, and I love David Stills being uh, on the Broncos. I didn't think David Stills was going to be available. Surprised that happened, and I'm yeah super excited that Denver pounced on that quickly. Thank so you. happy that. I think he's going to – I like the, the Tim Patrick comparison. He does resemble him a little bit. I, he, I think he can be like a Tim Patrick in the near future. So I'm glad to see that. Some of these guys are going to be elevated on game day for sure, especially with just only four on the 53-man roster right now. But, uh, yeah, I, listen, Philip Dorsett, people will latch on to him. He's not going to be a wide receiver three or four role. Like, he's not going <laughs> to have like, – like, if it gets to that case and something really bad happens to the wide receiver room, like, then we're going to have to revamp our whole room. We're just asking him to be the fifth, sixth guy. We're not asking him to do a whole lot. But, yeah, speedster guy, I like him a lot, especially for the role that he's going to be in in Payne's offense and for in the depth chart uh, uh, relative to that. But, yeah, I like these three guys on the practice squad. <laughs> J-Mac's reaction to that was killing me. I'm not going to lie. But, the yeah, hate. Feel... <laughs> the hate. Hey, wait, it's not a hate. It's just like – I mean, it's just – I've never been like a Philip Dorsey guy. I just, I've never like, I mean, it, it's an okay signing for the, I mean, it's a good signing for the practice squad. I mean, but in terms yeah. of like, well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. A lot of people getting like upset about these signings. Like you got to realize like these guys aren't going to be starting week exactly. one. Like, yeah. I swear yeah. so many fans are mad at me for hyping up the David Sill signing. Acting like dude's going to be catching like 10 balls from Russell Wilson week one. Like literally shut up. You guys are so annoying with that. Like I swear our fans sometimes are box score watchers. That's all they are. They literally, Oh, the dude had only a hundred yards last season. He must suck. And they all, they, all they hear about is that one, that one game. I don't know if you guys know, but David Sills like slipped and uh, caused Daniel Jones to throw an interception against the Cowboys last year and they all like hate David Sills because of that dude the dude slipped it's not like he's terrible like don't get me wrong he's got to improve on his route running but he has shown underrated special teams value like he in 2021 23 snaps he's flashed the preseason this year flashed on special teams had 81 yards against the Jets in their preseason finale like the dude has talent like he's got to polish his route running. Don't get me wrong, but man, he had like 33 touchdowns the last two years at West Virginia. Like the dude's got talent, and I don't know. I think Jordan said it best. Like I thought this dude was gonna go to a 53 man roster. Like I'm shocked yeah. that we got him on the practice squad. So I love this signing. I don't know where a lot. I feel like we're in the minority of this. A lot of Broncos fans hate this signing when it's literally he's literally gonna be your wide receiver three on the practice squad. Like chill out, Jesus. Yeah, it's just. 
I mean, that's what they do. They overreact. They, like you said, they go to the box score. They go to the stats. How many yards did he put up? Yeah, it's not a thousand yards. He's trash. Like, bro, <laughs> you have to watch the game. Like, you like watch the game, bro. All like Amir, all, all, all you said was is an underrated signing. Like, it has potential, which it does. That's what I I'm mean, saying, yeah. I mean, because I'll be quick to say if somebody, I don't think somebody has potential. <clears throat> I mean, but yeah. It's a yeah. fresh start. It's a fresh start, man, and he gets to be with a much, uh, much better <laughs> staff led by Sean Payton. I think, yeah, I think this is a great, uh, you know, step for uh, David Sills and the rest of his career. Um, he could actually turn out to be something. Um, I, I could see a team like signing him, him off our practice squad if he plays a few games with us, and then be like a wide receiver four on their active roster or something like that, where he just kind of re, uh, you know, revamps his career because of this. But uh, moving on from that, on the practice squad, um, Mike. Wide receiver Michael Bandy also did sign the practice squad. So the Broncos actually preferred him over um, Marquez Calloway and Kendall Hinton. Uh, Marquez Calloway did, in fact, go to the Las Vegas Raiders. So if they promote him week one and we promote Lil Jordan week one, this might be a little uh, face off. You know, I thought that was really interesting that uh, Marquez Calloway went to uh, Sean Payton's uh, division rival, um, who he actually has been playing for like almost his whole career. So um, that that was uh, definitely interesting. And I know uh, Jordan definitely has a few things to say about it. Uh, Marcus Callaway, who um, you did predict that he would be uh, cut from the team. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Marcus Callaway did not make the team. Just didn't show anything in preseason. And I'm glad that the accountability is there from Sean Payton and the coaching staff because yeah, what we experienced last year, Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff probably would have kept someone like a Marcus Callaway. So I'm glad there's a bit of accountability in the building. And it looks like the Raiders and the Broncos kind of like swapped intel between philip dorsett and marcus calloway which is kind of weird <sighs> but uh i mean marcus calloway probably can play on the raiders who knows but he won't be a factor at all especially going against the broncos so i'm fine with that oh uh, for me um i thought he was gonna make the team i'm not gonna lie i was i wasn't surprised to see him get mm-hmm. cut but you said wide receiver four you said wide receiver four remember hey man that. remember that hey man no look <laughs> I, I said that because I just didn't see I, I didn't see Sean Payton actually releasing him and he did he cut him and said you're not going to practice squad none of that you're, you're cut so I, to be fair you, I mean, you I mean you did say a lot on the pod like if if you don't play good Sean Payton's not going to hesitate yeah, to cut yeah, you yeah. and he didn't he didn't do shit this offseason so there we go so I mean at the end of the day I'm, I'm not I'm not mad I'm not happy about it. I mean it is what it is I mean I didn't I didn't really think he deserved to make the team either I thought if he did he should have been the sixth string wide receiver on the team. And we're only going with four. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead and go over there to the Raiders. <laughs> go out I, with uh, Jimmy G and uh, Josh Josh uh, McDaniels. Well, I mean, he's only on the practice squad. So, he whoever their pack oh. practice squad uh, wide oh. receiver is. Oh, I, yeah, he's, oh. Not, he, he's, he's not even good enough to make the Raiders active roster. That's yeah, crazy. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nose tackles on the Broncos practice squad. They went with. PJ Mustafer, congratulations to him. Um, he is a rookie undrafted free agent as well. Um, he really good uh, run stuffer. Um, then Tyler Lancaster, another good. Um, he's a, I would say he's pretty good at pass rush. They gave a lot of first team reps to him this offseason, so he makes the practice squad. Um, quarterback Ben DiNucci now wearing number eleven. That's going to look sick as hell. Um, he is on the practice squad. Um, switched from number six to number eleven. Um, then cornerback Art Green. This is another one that was a little questionable. We already talked about uh, Delonte Hood, but they have him on the practice squad over Delonte Hood when I mean I'm just gonna be honest this dude was getting burned a lot in camp Art Green 
and even in preseason a few times as well. Like this was a little, uh, I, I think they just see him as a, devel a developmental piece be uh, because of this. And I know they gave him like 200 K guaranteed or so. No, it was actually 170, 180 K guaranteed, but still they, they think, uh, they think highly of him. I think there's a report after the draft that they even considered, uh, drafting him in the seventh. So, um, I guess they see something in him, but, um, I mean, I, I just don't agree with this move. I mean, I'm happy for him because he did go to the University of Houston. I will say that. I'm happy that the fact that he is on the practice squad. But um, I don't get it. I mean, I I don't – I'm, I'm – that, that's just one thing that's making me mad. I don't get why guys are making the practice squad or roster spots and they didn't – they played terribly in the preseason, Tremont Smith and R. Green. I mean, Delonte Hood should have been on this practice squad at least. I think he should have made the roster. But, I mean, the practice squad at the bare minimum I thought he should have made um, – I mean, yeah, our, our green is, is kind of questionable. But, I mean, it is the practice squad. I don't think anybody's going to snatch them up. I'll be surprised if they do. But um, it is what it is. Yeah, they were labeling him as a developmental guy, which was interesting because Delonte Hood, I think, is a better developmental guy than our green at this point, especially with his speed and what he can do. So, Delonte's yeah, only 22. One. Yeah, so there's another one that was uh, pretty interesting to me uh, alongside Tremont Smith, but – yeah. Uh, running backs, the Broncos, actually, after all, uh, we thought we said on our show that we think Tyler Beatty was going to go somewhere else. He actually uh, he makes the practice squad at uh, Dwayne Washington as well. Good special teams player. Shocking. Yeah, I'm 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 surprised that he didn't get snatched up by the division rival or anybody that needs a running back. I'm surprised the Colts didn't try to get him or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that I, is I true. I think I said, too, that Tyler Beatty was going to be like off, <laughs> off the practice squad within like minutes, but I guess no one – Saw it, or I don't know. I don't know what happened over there, but we'll take it. Yeah, there was some there was some stat posted this morning about like only two point eight per two uh two point eight percent of players that were waived or released actually got picked up uh, this past uh, few days, which is kind of wow. crazy. Like that many guys, over a thousand eleven hundred players got cut, and only you're telling me only less than three percent got actually picked up. That's crazy. Like that, a lot of a lot of play a lot of teams actually just had their rosters, you know already set and a lot of these rookies just unfortunately um couldn't get home so that's that's kind of sucks i saw a lot of sixth round picks get cut this year as well around the nfl yeah next uh offensive lineman uh will sherman uh outside linebacker marcus haynes um safety devon key uh offensive tackle demontre jacobs who we talked about he'll likely go on ir um then defensive lineman hagai uh hagai in um, he does not actually count towards the 60-man practice squad because he is a part of the NFL's um, international player uh, pathway program. So the Broncos get lucky and get to carry 17. Um, he actually started off as an offensive tackle in uh, Arizona when Vance Joseph was there in 2022. So he moved to defensive lineman. And, I mean, congratulations to him. The dude didn't even know what I was reading into him, and he didn't even know what football was until he was, like, uh, in his late teens. And look at him now. He's on an NFL practice squad. So And he just switched, he just switched from O-line to D-line, and that's kind of crazy. Crazy to me, like he yeah. had to have had an underrated training camp for that to happen. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, dude, talking about he didn't know football until his late teens, and he just, yeah, man, I'm gonna start playing football, go to the NFL. Like, what? That's unheard of. People go their whole lives playing football, and they they just don't make it. So that's crazy. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, defensive lineman Jordan Jackson also made it. And then tight end Lucas Kroll from the New Orleans Saints, who was uh, in his second year, actually led all NFL tight ends in, pre in the preseason with receiving yards and receptions. So, I mean, 
hey, man, if you if you led the NFL in uh, receiving yards uh, among tight ends in the preseason and you're telling me you get to be on the Broncos practice squad, I count that as a, a huge steal. Yeah, Sean Payton, he's just stealing from New Orleans at this point. I mean, he's just taking whatever he can from him. So, I mean, I'm glad. I, I'll, I'll take it because it's going to be a point in time where he, he might end up getting called up if we need some pass catchers, so. It looks like we traded one Albro and then maybe got like a potential another one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's, like he's younger. He's pretty goaded in the receiving game. He had a lot of receiving yards in college as well. So um, this is a, a – yeah, he's the only tight end on our practice squad. So I like this pickup a lot. Obviously, Albert O um, getting waived. He was never going to come back to the Broncos, and then he ends up getting traded. So the Broncos get a good yeah. replacement here. Um, so – uh, last thing, few things to wrap, wrap up the show. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. did go back to the Saints practice squad, so it's kind of funny. He, uh, we took him from the Saints, and then after all that with the Broncos training camp, he just goes right back to the Saints practice squad, funny enough. Um, then Henry Bird, um, the Broncos rookie undrafted free agent out of Princeton, goes to the Vikings practice squad. I thought he had a pretty solid offseason uh, given all the circumstances. Uh, Isaiah Prince, I think this was a little bit of a loss. I wasn't you know, very high on him, and I think he had his ups and downs, but towards the end of camp he really came on and he was kind of our backup right tackle at one point but the falcons actually steal away and uh sign him to their 53 man roster instead of uh us getting to keep him on the practice squad so um the broncos that's another one where they're losing Demontre jacobs for the first four games on uh, practice squad and then they lose isaiah prince to the falcons so i think they got to make a signing at tackle in the next few days they got to make it happen they got to figure something out because alex balcheski is going to be back to at least week five so um cam fleming he's going to have a huge workload on his his, uh, shoulders if they don't make some moves at tackle um then no yeah like i said no kendall hinton not practice squad so it looks like unfortunately the goat um the the goat hall of fame quarterback is not going to be on the broncos um practice squad after all his looks like his time in denver is up um so and then also another one Matra washington goes to the chiefs practice squad so he goes to a divisional rival after all um and then the last one i want to talk about is <laughs> Um, KJ Hamler, it looks like his time might be done with the Broncos because they did not sign him in the practice squad and they still could bring him back during the regular season. But, um, what'd you guys think about, uh, these last few moves? Yeah. Um, I was just, I was pretty mad about Montreal going to the chiefs overall. Like I didn't want to see him actually go to Kansas city out of all teams. I feel like they could find a way to use him. Um, as far as KJ goes, I mean, KJ did have a really bad, like, I don't want to say it was, I don't know how bad it was, but for him to step away from football, like. He stepped away in general, so I feel like it's really up to him when he decides to come back. I think when he does decide, I think there'll be a place for him here. I don't think, you know, the Broncos are going to just do him like that, like whenever he comes back, unless he just, like, doesn't want to play for us. But I feel like if he does want to come back and play for the Broncos, I think they will. The door is open for him. But I, I think right now he's just still, like, away from football. I don't think it's like, you know, he's back. He would have said something like, I'm back and ready to go. I don't think I see. I didn't. I haven't seen anything from KJ regarding that. So I think he's still just away from football right now. Yeah, Montreal going to Kansas City is pretty scary because if they do unlock his potential, that that could be uh, something to uh, baby McCall Hartman. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. With KJ Hamler, I do expect maybe a little something to happen later on in the season. Maybe getting signed to the practice squad. I don't think they've given up on him just yet. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that he had that. Uh, a heart related issue but uh when he's uh when he's healthy i do think they sign him back to the practice squad at least if he wants to come back like i think yeah. if he does want to come back i think the door is open for him i don't think the broncos are just not going to bring him back so yeah 
Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed everything from the 53-man roster to our reactions to the Will Lutz and Albert O trade, and then obviously to the 16-man practice squad and all the guys that left the Broncos signing with other teams. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys are listening on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe. As always, all that is greatly appreciated. Uh, we hit 1K subs, and I greatly appreciate that, but we're pushing for 2k subs now so if you can guys, guys can help us reach that milestone that's greatly appreciated if you guys are listening on spotify apple podcast um, make sure you guys follow leave a five-star rating turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the broncos avenue podcast but i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i'm uh, i'm your host amir with my co-host jmac jordan so the next episode peace out peace. everybody